You're listening to the Canes Country Podcast with Brett Finger, Justin Lape, and Kyle Morton. Brett, what is that the sound of? What is that the sound of? I don't know. It is the sound of a tank exploding. Oh. The tank is now fully in effect. Yes. We're back. Uh, minus one. Kyle minus one. is a little bit preoccupied, but we'll miss him. Um, but there has been some some crazy news recently. Um, I think the number one thing is something we heard today, as in Tuesday. Or sorry, excuse, Let me Wednesday. start that over again. Wednesday. There we go. Wednesday. Um, and Brett, you want to share that news with us? Sure. Um, yeah, I would love to. Let's see here. If he remembers the news. Oh, yes. So, um, Don Waddell had a little interview. Don Waddell, president of the Carolina Hurricanes, um, had a little interview with 999 The Fan, Adam Gold. Um, so, yeah, there was a lot of interesting stuff in here. And, of course, this is all, you know, revolving around the elephant in the room that is there's no general manager of this hockey team and what's going on. Um, so, of course, people have a lot of questions, and a lot of those questions were asked to Don Waddell. So, in in summary here, as I, as I bring up the summary, um, I think that would be important to to do before I start summarizing it. Um, yeah, that might that might be a good idea. It might be. Might be but, yeah. you know, yeah. who's really to say? Um, <laughs> I like uh, how you're you're doing the classic radio stall though, and I appreciate that. You you do well on go. radio. Here we go. The the just the rambling while yeah. you're trying to pull up research. searching yeah. away. Um a true radio guy yeah. in the making. <laughs> um okay, so yeah, let's recap it. Um the first question was mainly about you know, how did they come to the conclusion, Tom Dundon and, and company, uh to relieve Ron Francis of his duties as general manager of the hockey team, uh, a position that he held since April of 2014. And in short, they still want Francis to be a a part of, of everything that they're doing. They want him to be a voice in that. But he said, which is pretty much what we've already known, but he said that, you know, Tom Dundon's impatient, let's go win now kind of attitude that we've kind of been uh, sold so far from him, uh, it goes very much against the principles of Ron Francis, who has said the word patience and patient many times over the past four years. And I think from, from day one, they, they kind of, you know, were, were riffing a little bit, uh, from the introductory press conference of Tom Dundon, he was talking about being impatient. I think a lot of people were, uh, kind of confused because that's very opposite of what Ron Francis is all about. But after that, he talked about uh, Scott Darling. So this was a good one. So what Waddell said was they didn't think that Scott Darling came into camp in good enough shape. So, you know, that can be a problem. That's what the organization thought. Mm -hmm. And Darling will be back next season. He can. He pretty much confirmed that he's going to be back next season. He said he have three years committed to him. It doesn't sound like they're even considering a buyout, which at this point would be six years at one point three or one point six somewhere in that area. So a pretty hefty 
buy out for a long period of time. Still not as expensive as Alex Simmons, though. Um, by the way, they're still paying him through 2021, I believe. So thank you, Alex, hmm. Sasha. Uh, we appreciate Sasha. you. Um, we miss you. We. I, I miss him. I miss him. I miss year hey, one. He Alex he would put as much effort into this team as every other member of this team right More now. More effort, so. probably. Yeah, yeah. I would not yeah. venture a guess. Just at least he's a little bit more skilled than probably <laughs> half the guys on this team. Or 75%. Yeah, uh, even that, even that yeah. much. Phil so, Giuseppe would be the only so, one that can beat him out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What a, um, speaking what of which, when I was in New York uh, for the Rangers-Canes game, mm-hmm. I saw a Canes fan with the D Giuseppe jersey. Why? Why is a good question. I saw one, and I was just astounded mm-hmm. and then i uh recently went and covered the islanders canes game and i got into the subway i was heading back home and i got into the subway and um there were some more canes fans so there was pretty good showing honestly um and they were talking about how bad Derek ryan is so i think we're gonna have him on as guests soon um we'll see we'll see i, I, didn't I, really I, I i'm very excited to hear what they have to say about Derek ryan because my opinion of him has changed trash. quickly. So, well, <laughs> yeah, you know, that's fair. It's it's tough, but it's fair. I mean, I understand yeah. where they're coming from there. Um, so, but back reminds. to Darling. Back to Darling. Yeah, so they um, he said Darling's coming back. And a really interesting ahead. part of what he was saying is they're going to bring in a third goalie for next year. So that kind of confirms that, one... Alex Nedeljkovic will not be in the NHL next year, and nor should he be. Um, and also, he said that he said that they were going to bring in a new goalie. So then, my assumption was Cam's gone because he said Darling's coming back. They're bringing in a new goalie, but maybe not. Maybe, maybe not. Because when he was asked about Cam Ward, he said that he might be a part of the future for this team still. Um, and in this scenario that Don Waddell has put out into the universe, um, there's a possibility of a three goalie competition for two spots next year. And the loser will go to the AHL and back up Alex Nedeljkovic, I'm assuming. So, uh, this I, is, see, for me, this is where it gets messy. Here, he, I think, yeah. If you bring, thing. go ahead. Yeah. Sorry, we got to stop talking. Over it. <laughs> <laughs> this is the podcast. This is what we do. Mm. We talk over each other a lot. Sometimes, okay. sometimes. <laughs> um, here's the thing. I don't know what this means because Don Waddell very naturally said that they're going to bring in a new guy. So. As far as I'm concerned, those two things that he confirmed about the goalie situation. One, that Scott Darling's coming back. And two, that there is going to be a new person wearing pads next season come training camp. So those are the two things that he confirmed. And I don't know how diplomatic he's being when he's talking about Cam Ward. Is he secretly in the back of his mind saying no? like he's not coming back or is he legitimately saying that cam ward plus a new guy plus darling could be a possibility because in my mind that's pretty difficult 
that's a pretty tough sell for me if you're bringing back Cam Ward on presumably let's God let's go to this dark place in my mind and think about a Cam Ward extension. Um, I don't know one or two years at two two ish million probably something like that. So you're paying six million dollars in Darling and Ward at least, and then you're bringing in a new guy who presumably would be on an NHL contract. So that's at least what seven plus million dollars in goaltending. Uh, and you're including two of your goalies from the previous year who were both bad. So I would like to think that he was being diplomatic and he was just not showing the cards. And and ultimately, I guess this doesn't really matter because a new GM will come in and have final say on this matter. Uh, but I don't know, man. I don't think a three-way goalie competition... Um, with three one-way contracts will work pretty well. I don't know how you're going to send one of those players to Charlotte unless it's Scott Darling because he's really bad. But I don't know. And you're definitely not sending Cam Ward to Charlotte. There's no way this organization will do that. So I don't know. That's tough. I, 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 I side on the side of Ward will not be back, and it will be Darling and someone else, and they'll battle it out for the number one. That's what I think will happen, but it's it's the Hurricanes. So, yeah, a, a three-way like contract situation with three goalies is is going to get messy. Um, and I also think that if you do end up bringing in one, you don't want to commit long term because I think Nadelkovich has shown progress. Um, however, he's also very streaky. I've been able to observe him a little bit. He his save percentage fluctuates a lot, but just like any other. Carolina Hurricanes goalie, I mean. Um, but anyway, um, now regarding, let's start with Ward. Um, he's 34 now. He has been arguably the best goaltender in Carolina Hurricanes history. I, I, even think, it's I think that's fair to say. Um, 300 wins. You mainly know, because he's con- been the only one. So. Yeah, mainly because he's been, <laughs> he's been the longest term one. Yes. But I think ultimately, in you know, disagreement with me if you may, but I think he's he's headed to the rafters. I I, I think that's fair. I think, I think that's a possibility. That that's, yeah, I think that's possible. If you raise Glenn Wesley to the rafters, I think you put Cam Ward up there. I'm sorry. That's that's fair. I'm sorry. I think that's fair. Um, now you don't want to disrespect a guy on his way out. Now we kind of did that to Eric Stahl a little bit, and look at him. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I'm not saying it's gonna bump his Vesna Trophy Cam Ward in yeah, Blank <laughs> City next year. <laughs> Vegas, backing oh, up Mark Andre Fleury. Yes. They, they earned the Jennings together. Uh, Isn't that is it the Jennings, right? Yep. With the William least Jennings. Yep. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so I, I pulled up Cap Friendly, and mm-hmm. here's your top five right now. If you're putting them based on kind of production, is Kari Lettinen, Halak, Leonard, Morazic, and then Cam Ward. There is. You have a few interesting names, I guess you could throw in there. I like um, Leonard a lot. Yeah, Leonard's nice. Uh, Hellebuck is an RFA, and so is Grubauer. Well, Hellebuck's uh-huh. not going anywhere. Yeah, he Hellebuck's probably going to extend. Near Vesna quality year. Yeah, 2.34 goals against and 9.25 save percentage. That's, yeah, he's been that's great. insane. He's been but really some good. of the, okay, but in, in, in some of the backups, Hutton, um, maybe Hutchinson. I'd take Hutton over Ward. Um, I mean, then you got Lack and Chad Johnson. I, I don't know. I don't know. I think some of them may be acceptable. However, Cam Ward has played pretty 
he's he's played pretty well this year. Um, now you're going to commit to Darling because why not? You signed him to a four-year deal. Okay, so he had a bad transition. They said he wasn't ready for camp. That's on him. I, I don't think you give up on him right away. I think if you give him one more in, year. Yeah, if he comes in next year and it's the same three goals or above, and you know, I think it was how many games he scored on like five or more. Um, yeah. yeah, it's it it's hurt. Um, but I I think you give the guy a break. Um, but if to put, you know, a Hutchinson or a Hutton and, and then throw Ward in there and then one of them ends up in the, the AHL, I don't, I don't know. I don't know that that's not a good look on the franchise that just, you know, shows that you don't really have control over what you're doing. So what I think is I think they're not bringing back Ward at all. I think he was usually, I think. Um, Waddell and saying that was just it was kind of a PR move more Diplomatic than anything, you know. Yeah, to save to save his own butt, and that's and that's fair because you know you don't want to disrespect a guy. Um, what Ward does, I I don't know. I just I would be shocked to see him back on the team, or maybe if you, you know, give him another year. I don't know, and just hope one day he's gonna say, "Hey, I'm gonna call it quits." But he's 34. Maybe he wants to play until. You I mean, know, goalies can play a while. Yeah, they can play a while, and, and some of them don't, you know, he didn't come up until he was 22. It's yeah. not like a skater where by 22 they've had four years of experience um, because it's just the NHL just keeps getting younger and younger, and they're playing and, 18-year-olds. Yeah, and it's but, not but, like he's but, getting hit a lot as a skater. I mean, he's a goalie. That's why exactly. goalie, I mean, he's not getting injured all the time. I want to say he's only suffered one concussion in his entire he, thing, he but it was had a, He had an MCL tear. MCL tear uh, against like Florida, I remember. or something. Yeah, it was against Florida, and we were in a good, solid spot that year. And, and then, then it fell apart <laughs> really yep, quickly. Apart. I'm pretty sure Eric Saul also got hurt. Now, turning – so those are decisions to be made in the offseason. But turning back to this season, who are you rolling with the rest of the way? Are you rolling with Ward or are you rolling with Darling? Because at this point, obviously, they've accepted the fact that they're out of a playoff spot. They finally realized it, even though we knew it about four weeks ago. And and I don't think we mentioned this, but the fact that Brett Pesci and Victor Rask are both out for the remainder of the year, and Noah Hannafin is out indefinitely, um, doesn't bode well for them. No, in it my does not. opinion, it does not. Uh. Um, especially, yeah, it it stinks about Pesci and Rask, but I understand that move completely. Um, I support it 100%. There's no reason to keep them in, risk re-injuring or, you know, making the situation worse. Why not, you know, just close them out for the year? But I also think the same should be done for Hannafin. I think that there's no – he is your all-star. He is your – I guess you could still count him in with the co- cornerstones or maybe even the untouchables um, this this offseason. But I think that, yeah, you. I think it's a head he should – he should remain out for the rest of the season. I think that's best. Um, he, he's got nothing to prove, and he, he's just got everything to lose in this case. So I, I think sidelining him would be would be a smart move. Yeah, um, no argument for me on that one. Uh, it's a head injury, especially. Don't mess with that. Just sit him out the rest of the year. Um, back to your original question, though. What was your original question? Oh, how how you oh. how you do the rest of the season? Yes, <laughs> exactly. yes. Um, look, and to kind of backtrack to what you were talking about a second ago, I also don't think Ward will be back. Um, I I don't see how it would work unless they get rid of Darling, which it doesn't sound like they will do. 
Um, right now, there's 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 no point in playing Cam Ward. There, the way I see it is either over the next few weeks, Scott Darling plays well and he ends things on a good note, and you know things go well into the off season and you know you go from there, or he crashes and burns. Uh, like he has been all year uh, since December, he crashes and burns. Wait, time all... out, time out, time out, time out, time out. You, you, uh, you lagged. Oh, yeah, just that last part. Okay. Yeah. So either he plays well through the end of the year, and he ends things on a good note here in the first year, or he crashes and burns, and things are bad. Um, you get a better draft position. And you move on to year two of Scott Darling. So either way, I I don't see a super negative side. I think the crash and burn option is more likely. Um, and then you get a better draft position. I say you roll with Darling because I don't know why, like, outside of if Darling gets tired, I mean, what's the point of playing Ward? Especially if he's not coming back next year, which I don't think he should. Um yeah, Which it, it sucks that, you know, Cam Ward as a human being is a one heck of a guy. I mean, no, everyone's had mm-hmm. great things to say about him. And it kind of stinks that if this is his farewell party, this is how he's going out. You know, it just it, it stinks. You'd rather see him in the playoffs. I don't know. I don't know. It hurts. I would it have rather seen bit. him in the playoffs um, any of the last eight years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would have been good. But no, no, yeah. I agree with you. I, I think Ward... Uh, gets a pretty bad rap for kind of just existing. Um, I think the organization put a lot of trust into Cam Ward after a playoff run when he was 21. Um, And then they gave him a lot of money for a long time. And what's Cam Ward going to do? Say, nah, I don't want your money. I think the best decision is for me to not take your money. So he played out his contract and he's been playing out his contract and you know he's been he's been fine, but none of this should really be blamed on Ward. It should be blamed on the organization for giving him what he got. So I know that's kind of random, but yeah, I I, I agree. I think it sucks that Cam Ward's going out the way he's going out, if he is. Yeah, um, I th- I think you roll with with Darling the rest of the way. Mm-hmm. Um, he obviously has something to prove, and Waddell pointed that out, and I think Darling's accepted that. Um, now, I'm saying you roll with him because of his performance. Right now, the Carolina Hurricanes, if they went solely based on standings, would pick 11th in the draft. Now, that could obviously change if the Rangers or Islanders win, um, and because uh, they're very close to the Canes and Stanley, only one point apart. Um, we actually helped our case with Edmonton as we oh, lost 7-3. Yeah. That was fun. Pure abysmal game. We'll talk a little bit more about that in a second. But, Brett, how? what do you think? I mean, we saw last year with Philly. They got into the top, you know, two positions there. Mm-hmm. Um, what What are our chances, you think, of ending up in the top three this year? If, if, if we continue to play the way we've been playing, four and six, or four and six in our last ten. Uh, I think a reasonably... Um, possible landing spot on the low end would be seeding wise for for a draft pick. 
uh, going into the lottery, like seventh, maybe. I think that's kind of the the quote unquote best case scenario uh, if you want to look at it like that. Uh, on the other end of the spectrum, you never know. You, this team has had a lot of great finishes to years um, when uh, the playoffs are already out of the picture. So I don't know. Uh, seven on the on the high end of a draft pick and on the bad end probably 13th 12th something like that but i think it's more likely that they end up in the 9 or 10 area uh, i think it's going to be between new york the new york teams in carolina for who goes 9 through 11 hmm. and then from there gosh what are the what are the odds for uh, for those teams like 2% or something yeah uh yeah it gets tricky but is there any prospect i mean obviously Rasmus Dahlin. I mean, is I'll take Dahlin if yeah. I have to. Yeah, you would hate to settle <laughs> yeah. for another defenseman, I mean, okay. you know. This guy is, you know, only going to probably be a superstar, you yeah, know. Like um, but other than you know Rasmus Dahlin and Philip Zadina as well, mm-hmm. is there any is any name that stands out for you that you would like to see in a Hurricane sweater? Ooh, man, that's tough. Um, in the top three, of course, Dahlin. Um, uh, Zadina would be really interesting because he's played with Natchez a lot, and those two were absolutely ridiculous at World Juniors. Um, Zadina would be awesome. He has a really high upside, I think, as a top six scorer. Um, can't go wrong there. Outside of him, Evgeny Sveshnikov, uh, playing for Barry in the OHL, I think, Barry. Um He's been really, really good. He got injured earlier in the year, but he's a great goal scorer on the wing. He's Russian, but don't let that scare you. Um, this this organization has a not-so-great history with Russians. So, um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, especially... Oh, so you want, you want a good old Canadian boy. No, 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 <laughs> no. I, Are you I'm sure just... about that, Don Cherry? Is that you? I was about to say Don Cherry. Um Svechnikov has a really high ceiling as a as a goal scorer. Um, a, a name that's interesting if the Hurricanes were to be lucky enough to, to pick him is Oliver Wallstrom. Um, he is an American winger, another goal scorer. Think Kiefer Bellows, who went to the Islanders in 2016. Um, really similar to him in terms of you know being a decently sized american power forward more of a sniper though um can play physically i think you can't justify picking a defenseman uh unless it's rasmus dalin so you know unless you think you're uh gonna trade falk which you know i'd be okay with maybe yeah Yeah, we'll see but for me i think um realistically you know, if we're not going to... Oh, yeah, I was top... talking like high end of the draft, yeah. Yeah, if we're, if we're not talking top three, I like Joe Valeno. Um, he, was, mm-hmm. he was a point-per-game player and the captain of the, the St. John Sea Dogs from the QMJHL until he got traded to Drummondville, and now he put up 48 points in 33 he's, games. He's so, really well. Yeah, yeah he, he's a pretty solid player, a center position, which is something you can never have too much of in case Nietzsche doesn't end up developing how you want him to why not have another prospect in there yeah. um yeah I, I like him um i again i i agree with you there i don't think you know choosing a defenseman 
I don't think you can justify <laughs> that at all. Um, I think you gotta go wing or center. You got mm-hmm. to. It's just it's just gotta be that. Um, I, I like Brady. Yeah. I like Brady Kachuk. Um, oh, yeah. Whether he drops as low as to where we may be, um, can't see him falling out of like the top five or six though. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough. We're we're gonna have to lose a lot of games, and you know some <laughs> of the like Chicago and Edmonton, they're gonna have to win. Yeah. Um. So. I don't know. I, I I think this this is a very underwhelming draft too, which is another reason why this season can be classified as a failure. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you have those top three, top four, maybe five, and then after that, it's kind of just like, eh, these guys are two years away at least. It's a good uh, draft for defensemen. So. Yeah, it's good for a defenseman, but <laughs> which that's isn't the good one... for us. Exactly. I think. Um, Unless you trade yeah. Falk on the draft floor, I don't think you can justify selecting another defensive prospect. Yeah, and I mean, if we're another couple names, just real quick, that that makes sense and fit in the Canes mold of of what they would probably consider doing. Um, if you want two safe picks, I think from from what I've seen of Barrett Hayton uh, for Sioux Saint. Sue St. Marie in the OHL. He's a really good two-way forward, really strong. He gets comparisons to Patrice Bergeron. Of course, you're you're assuming that he doesn't have that kind of upside, but um, him and then Isaac Lundestrom in the in the SHL as well, out in Sweden. He makes sense. He's kind of like an Elias Lindholm type player, two-way forward playmaker coming out of, of Sweden. So those are two Keynesy picks that I could see them making. But yeah, uh, I think the the draft doesn't really suit Carolina really well. Um, you know, I wouldn't be opposed to them still trading that pick, depending on where they are. You know, I still, I would be fine with that if, if it's for the right forward in return. Yeah, I, I see the thing about trading picks is, you know, we kind of all thought that in that 2016 draft where the Canes selected Bean and Gautier, we thought uh. that something was going to be packaged in that. And maybe it was another one of... Uh, uh, Francis has maybe few failures. Something I, was packaged in that, and it was me packaging up any feeling for that hockey team and shipping it. It, far, it far hurt, away. and I think when you yeah. look at it, you see how well McAvoy's already done for the Bruins. Oh, man, just one pick later, it just hurts. It just hurts. And, um, and if we're if we're talking draft miscues, there's been look, Francis was very good at drafting value um specifically late in the draft aho he wasn't late in the draft but second round you see guys like fogel and walmark and nicola wa and and all these players who have nhl upsides um for sure yanni quokin in the second round in 2016 he he has some bad misses uh 2014 uh he had a chance to get Either William Nylander or Nikolai Ehlers. Um, David Pasternak was late first round, so nobody thought he was going to be that good. But still, he had a chance to get a really, really good, potentially elite forward with that pick. And he took Hayden Fleury. And I get why he took Hayden Fleury, but little did he know that he was reaching on a defenseman that he didn't need because a year later, Hannafin fell in their lap at five. Um, 
and Jacob Slavin and Brett Pesci were on their way to being solid top four defensemen with better upside. So I, it just it, it irritates me when I see GMs drafting for need because you do not know what your need is going to be in a year. You do not know. And no. drafting yeah. is all about what you're building for the future, and you have zero idea what, what it's going to be. So I seeing William Nylander go the pick after Hayden Fleury and then Nikolai Ehlers, the pick after Nylander, two players who were better prospects than Hayden Fleury even then, um, it just it sucks to see. And another thing, sorry, I'm going off on this tangent. And another thing. And another thing. <laughs> uh, in the second round of 2014, when they took Alex Nedeljkovic, they could have had Thatcher Demko in, in a different reality. Thatcher Demko is taken with the pick right before Carolina. And they took mm-hmm. Nedeljkovic. And if you're comparing goalie prospects here, um, which is a pretty unwise thing to do, but damn it, I'm going to do it. Um, Thatcher Demko looks like a really good prospect, and Nedeljkovic could pan out. But I think at this point, tough. you're saying Demko is more of a sure thing than Nedeljkovic, and well, that's he's a fair one of the assumption. top goalie prospects in the league. And exactly, you know, I you know what if. It, of course, we. I'm assuming that Demko was first on Carolina's list, which would be a relatively safe assumption. I don't know, but that would have been cool. Lag, your lag, 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 lag. Okay, I'll just reset yeah. that thing. Sorry. That was... good. Thank you. I wanted to do it before you went off and kept going. <laughs> no, 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 I'm about done. Sorry. Um, I just want to touch one more thing. Yeah, after you finish, like, leave it off on goalies because there's one sure. point I wanted to make. 3-2. Um, and of course, that's assuming that Thatcher Demko was number one on Carolina's list. Uh, that's I think that's a safe assumption. Um, six foot yeah. five, Boston College NCAA goalie who was fantastic um, versus Nedeljkovic, who's undersized as a as a goalie prospect. We've seen small goalies do well, but you know that's what ifs. And what if they had traded uh, that second? round pick and something else to leapfrog Vancouver or whomever and gotten Demko. Oh, well. We would yeah. have ruined him anyway because that's what we do with goalies. Experience we should name this off. podcast Reminiscing and Missing Out on Goalies. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> no, but yeah, Very goalie good. prospects are so <laughs> weird. You know, it's, it's hard to predict how they're going to pan out. And that still remains the case for Nedeljkovic. I think the last sure thing was Vasilevsky, and we've obviously seen how well he has panned out. Yeah, and, and we I'm draft. Just... I mean, they drafted uh, a really good goalie in the seventh round in 2011-10. Good old Freddie Anderson. Freddie A. He's an elite goalie now in Toronto. An elite goalie on a elite team that knew how to tank. <laughs> and look at how look how look how they did. They knew they how to be with bad. Austin Matthews, William Nylander, and ah, William Mitch Nylander. We could have had half of Toronto's like core. We could have had Nylander, and we could have had Anderson. And damn it, in twenty fifteen, there were there are rumors that um, Toronto was, or Mike Babcock, I should say, was heavily you know, arguing with the front office that they should take Hannafin over Marner. So yep. there is a there is a 
feasible reality where the Hurricanes have William Nylander, Frederick Anderson, and Mitchell Marner. So you just think about yeah. that for a little bit. Yeah. Because I think was Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I I often wondered if Marner would have fell to five and had Hannafin. Because originally Hannafin was projected at number three. Yeah, he dropped year. he dropped to Carolina. Yeah, he, he was projected at number three, and we kind of got lucky in getting him. But at the same time, in an alternate universe, he may have been selected ahead of time. So then you're stuck, stuck, I guess, yeah, with stuck, Marner. Stuck with yeah. Marner. Yeah, that would be for us. And yeah, also, Hannafin might not even be the best defenseman drafted in the top ten. He might be the third best behind Wierenski and Provorov. So. Oh, that's a hot take if I've ever heard I one. Think, I think it's safe to say that Hannafin right now is the third best player drafted in the top 10 uh, among defensemen in the 2015 draft because Wierenski is definitely better. Okay, um, you can say Wierenski, but I don't know if you'll Pro put Provorov in. Really he's good. good. He's good. Don't get me wrong. Uh, I don't and know. Of course, we're judging 21-year-old defensemen. So this yes. could change very quickly. So This could change. Uh, injuries could derail their career. We don't In October, know. Hannafin could be the best of the three. Who knows? Exactly. Exactly. But yes, as of right now, Warinsky is the best defenseman yeah. in that draft. For sure. Yeah. For sure. All right, moving back to what we were originally talking about before we kind of veered off into um, a lake. Uh, as we talked about various random things, um, mainly goalies and how we uh, are disappointed with draft picks. But back to what Don Waddell said uh, in his interview with 99.9 The Fan, um, he talked about Bill Peters a little bit. So I know Bill Peters uh, isn't really liked very much uh, around around Kane's, car- Kane's, Kane's land parts. Um, I'm really good at forming sentences, and so is Don Waddell. And he said this about Bill Peters. He said that they're going to review whether or not Ron Francis gave him a good enough roster to make the playoffs, and that will play a role in whether he is brought back next season. Um, I believe he's under contract for next year, is he not? Ah, uh, yes, know? he is. He is. I, I thought I that, yeah. Still. I think it was he, a two-year extension, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, because he and Francis are both locked up till 2019. Yeah, um, so he have, would have... Yeah. yeah, he has another season on his contract. That's yeah. correct. So, he's under contract. So, technically, I mean, he's coming back until he's not. Um, but yeah, he said that they're going to take a look at everything and see if he should come back. And I, I think there was, there was a little bit of uproar about it because he didn't straight up say that Peters won't come back. Um, here's the thing. I think this is really similar to what he was doing with Ward. I think this is him being diplomatic. He's not going to say that Bill Peters is gone. He's not going to say that, you know, I think he could have, you know, been more even keel about it, but I'm not super worried about whether or not Bill Peters is coming back. I don't think that there's a universe in which Bill Peters can, can coach the way he has coached for four years and then see the general manager that hired him get fired and then get the team purchased by a new person and see the organization get run in a, in a completely different way and see a new general manager come in. And then he is still the head coach of this team. I just, I, I don't buy it. I don't see it happening. It won't happen. I'm saying that right now. We can, we can look at this in September and 
laugh at myself. Um, because it's that's just, fine. Because I'm pretty sure if we play it back any happen. of our podcasts from this September, we'd be laughing at ourselves right now. Well, except for the Vegas thing. Okay, you you hit one one, Brett. Uh, one okay, for, one. I'm batting a hundred. You know, I said Marcus Kruger would have thirty points, and he's in the AHL right now. Man, so we all had a bad season. Okay, that was a rough one. Yeah, that was. I don't know. I was I was feeling gutsy. I don't know. I was like, I was really excited about that fourth line. But yeah, but and they looked good for some part of it. But yeah. what do you think? I mean, there's no way he's coming back, Bill Peters, right? Like, no way. Brett, you just don't understand the Carolina Hurricanes. How long have you been a fan, man? How well, many? How many? PD Carmanis is gone, or he's on the way out he's the door. Still, yeah, he's still, yeah, twirling his cane as he leaves. I don't think Tom Dunn is listening to him. You know what the funny thing about all of this has been? Um, throughout this whole thing, Peter Carmanis was like, "Yeah, I'll still, uh, I'll still be part of everything. Uh, I'm just gonna, you know, kind of phase it out a little bit." He has not been a part. Like this is. Everybody is assuming, and probably because it's fact, that Tom Dundon is the owner. Like, this is supposed to be a 60-40 split or something at this current juncture, and it does not sound like it is whatsoever. This is all Tommy Dundon. With with respect, that I think the deal was that after a year, Dundon can buy the rest of the control. Oh, three years. So, yeah, um, he can buy the rest of the controlling interest in the team. Yeah. So, I mean, this is a central um, team. All right. So, yeah, let's go ahead and break this down a little bit. Um, Dundon. Let's start with him. Um, frankly, some of the flack has been since Fra- Francis was fired was that he's too hands-on already. You know what? I really don't care about the NHL standards for hands-off owners. Um, the, number one, uh, the number one comparison that Dundon keeps drawing is Mark Cuban. Mm-hmm. You know what Mark Cuban did? He put together a championship team and beat LeBron James in he, on a super team. He also he, tanked. Uh. He's tanked, and he's <laughs> properly tanked, and he's properly tanking again this year. Mm-hmm. He he even admitted to tanking. They, yep. Exactly, and he ended up with a great point guard, didn't he? Um, so I, I think that I'm not concerned. I would love Dundon at every game. I'd love Romo there, even though I'm a Giants fan. I would love Oof. that. I have no problem with him being hands-on. Um, yes, Carmano's, Carm- like you said, he's kind of been like, eh, I'm, I'm getting out of here, guys. See ya. I'm fun. pretty sure he's been on a beach somewhere for yeah, two months, and he yeah, hasn't he's, picked up his phone once. He's not He's not in Detroit right now, that's for sure. Yeah. That's for sure. Um, now, as for, as for Peters, um, you know this team, even though they have a new owner, is always financially thinking – especially because they know the crowds they can draw in at this point in time. Um, there's a lot of young talent there. There's, it, this team is going to be good and going to have, have a full house I, practically every night. I have I a hot take that. about oh. this summer once, once you're done with Peters. Okay, okay, that's fine. Um, but as for Peters, I think I would lean probably 60-40 that they're going to retain him. And keep him. What if if Waddell thinks that he didn't? If Francis didn't give him a good enough roster, that's actually not Francis's fault. That was Carmanos's fault. He never wanted to dish out the capital in order to but, compete okay. for those free agents and stuff like that. I think that he drafted okay. 
you can't say he had so many so many home runs except Sebastian Ajo. That's the only one you could say this is the yeah. super home run because the, the the guy didn't score for what the first thirteen games of the season and he has absolutely torn it up. Yeah, he's been I mean, a star ever since then. Unbelievable. Um, would I want Peters fired? Do I think he's part of the problem? Yes, and I think that before Francis was fired, the number one thing you heard on Twitter and around fans and stuff like that was fire Peters. It was never fire Francis. That wasn't really in the mind. Yeah. But they knew they had to do something. So I understand the Francis firing, and I just I just don't know if they're ready to get rid of they, they love Bill Peters, and I don't understand why. I don't. I don't think he's Babcock 2.0. I don't even think he is a good enough head coach in the NHL. I think he belongs in a, an assistant role. I, I, don't, I just don't see it. But I think that they will retain him nonetheless. Um, here's so you have a hot take for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Last word on Peters. I really hope you're wrong. I really <laughs> I I, I, like. I, I don't doubt you because this is the Hurricanes. Like it. Exactly. Like I just said that he will not be back. Book it, and I'm sticking to it. He will not be back. Book it. Um, yeah, I hope he's. I hope he's not back. Oh man, have you seen that team play for him lately? They haven't. I mean, they're so disinterested. They, they hate they, him. They're already thinking about Top Golf right now. They are. Like this, yeah. this team is embarrassing themselves. I just, I, if they bring back Dundon, that or not Dundon, if they bring back they Bill bring Peters, bring back their own owner. If, if the owner comes back next year, no. But if 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 Bill Peters is still the head coach next year, I think that's going to be a travesty. They need to, and there's so many good head coaching candidates available. Anyway, um, I said my piece on that. Yeah, I have a hot take. Um, look, I don't even know if I believe this, but I just kind of thought of it out of nowhere. So I'm gonna act like it's a hot take um Uh this offseason will be bigger than the 2012 offseason wow in terms of news and remember the 2012 offseason they traded for jordan stall and they signed alex Semen. so i am i'm saying that this coming offseason there will be bigger headlines and bigger news around this team than 2012 so the most ever in this franchise's history. I think they're going to I'm 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 drinking the Tom Dundon Kool-Aid, I think. I think oh. I think he's going to I think he's going to get a GM and I think they're going to trade players that they don't think should be here. I think Justin Falk will be gone. I think I think the only people are the only guys coming back on defense. I think Trevor Van Riemsdyk will come back cuz he's an RFA and he's been good. Hannafin, Slavin, Pesci. I think they're going to have two new defensemen next season. Maybe wow. Hayden Fleury comes back. Maybe. Um, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I, I could see them bringing back Fleury see. just because he was a rookie. and if Cheap value, he, he's a rookie. He and came into a shit yeah. show of this yeah. team. I'm willing to give him a second chance. But I think Falk is gone. I think... I, think there's, I don't think they're going to sign nearly any of their... UFAs. I think Ryan's gone. Stepniak's gone. Um, I hope they just cut Joakim Nordstrom. He's an RFA, so they control his rights. I don't want his rights. He can leave. Um, 
yeah, I think I think a lot of those guys are gone, and I think you're going to see a lot of new players. That's that's my hot take. I think they're going to make a big trade. I think they're going to make some interesting signings. Um, my hot take. What's your hot take? I, I don't want Elias Lindholm on this team anymore. What? I oh, don't. Man, I really, really can't stand the guy. I think that we missed big time on him. I know, and I th- I swear the listeners will think the same thing. That is a super hot take. He's an RFA at the end of the season. Um, I just don't see it. He's another part of this. He's another part of the problem. I think when you look, as you said, the team has quit on Bill Peters. Yeah. You look at their body language. Elias Lindholm is one of the worst, and he has always been that way. He's always Man. been that way. He show like I'm. You know, I, I'm like you. I I think, you know, I think of the statistics. I think of what the numbers show. But then I also go back to the old way style of hockey. Well, yeah, of thinking. you have to balance the two. Yeah, where I see his body language, and he is the most. He's one of the laziest. He reminds me. He reminds me. And I, this is a super hot take. He reminds me of Alex Semin in the way his body language. Wow. Is. Yeah. Whoa. I think I'm sorry. That is a super hot take. That was a, that was even hotter than the you don't I'll like t- Elias Lindholm take. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. About 15 percent of people will probably agree with me. Wow. But. I, I just I am not a fan. I think he's also part of the problem. Um, Victor Rask, no one's taking that contract. No one's taking that. Contract. He'll come back. I think. I think an ideal thing for Victor Rask. Um, I don't he's think out- he's done though. I don't think he's done. Oh, he's I, not. I, he I has totally sixteen agree. goals. I'll um, give him. He, he, I'll here, count. I'll pencil him in for twenty to twenty-five next year. Easily. I think. I'm not giving up on Victor Rask. I think that he comes back next year. I I hope that the shoulder injury um, had something to do with what the hell he was doing this year because it was really bad um at least up until the final couple of weeks the past few weeks he's been better he's been he's been okay um but from like literally the entire calendar year of 2017 he was very bad and it looked like he didn't want to be here um the past few weeks have been okay if for starters i think you ditch him as a center I don't think he's a center. I don't think he's defensively responsible enough to be a center. I don't think he's physical enough to be a center. I think you put him on the wing and just let him kind of be an offensive threat. I think you kind of take the defensive element away from him because he's lazy in his own end as it is. I think you make him a wing, a winger and take him out of the middle. That's my opinion on Rask. Wow. I think he's um, better on the wing. Worst case scenario, though, he ends up – a uh, very back, good 3C or, you know, a lower-end, you know, second-line center, I think, I think. Like, if, if he can I, be I a middle-six winger and score 20, 25 goals, I think, I mean, that's worth $4 million. That's fine. Yeah, yeah, whatever you slot him at. Cause, um, but the thing is, you talked about making headlines this offseason. Um, and I think... One of the things that I think we're going to sneak up and do, oh, man. and we'll, we'll, we'll probably have more podcasts discussing this as well. Yes. I think we're going to, and I'm not just saying because of the name connection, but I think we're going to be big James players Van Reems, for James Van Riemsdyk. I think you. they need another winger. Um, he you. is going to command, oh, what do you say, six to seven range? He's going to He's get, not earning eight or nine. He's he'll not probably get nine. like a six by six contract. Probably. Yeah. Six I'm, by six. I'm willing to take that gamble. There's still plenty of space um, in order to sign because you're going to have to dish out uh, money for Noah Hannafin, which brings me another question. Is what is he going to be earning Pesci 
money, or is he going to be earning slaven money? I think he's going to get a... Right in the middle? Because Pesci is earning 4.025, and then Slavin's at 5.3. I think he either... I think that he can get more than Slavin. I think that he can get more than Slavin. I think he can get... Really, I think there's two possibilities. I think he'll either get a bridge deal, which I think would be wise, because you don't really know for sure what you have with Hannafin. If you can get yourself like a two-year, three-and-a-half-ish million-dollar contract to bridge this thing and give him two more years to prove he's worth that big money, then you definitely do that. But if not, I I could see him getting like a five- or six-year contract at like five-and-a-half, or maybe a little less. I think mm. he. I think he's going to get a lot of money. I think the fact that he was an all star and the fact that he was a fifth overall pick, I think that's going to carry some weight in negotiations. I don't know. Huh. Um. Yeah. I. Yeah. It's going to be an interesting. It's definitely going to be an interesting summer, for sure. There. Um, yeah. It'll be something. There's. There's a lot. Yeah. And then you also have to think about your effects of this off season. Yeah. You want to spend some more. Show this franchise that you care. But here's the thing. You got Sebastian Ajo's contract coming up mm-hmm. and after the 2018-19 season, and Tara Vinen, and Jeff Skinner. He'll be a UFA. Um, so this is a big this is a big off season as well for Skinner uh, because then either he goes in to next year with one I... just the la- he would be in the last year of his contract, or you know do you let him? You don't want to let him walk for nothing. Let me tell you, this is where. This might be a hot take. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets traded this summer. I would not I be surprised either. at all. I, I could, wouldn't either. I could see him and Falk getting traded this summer. But I think I think we're just we're overcompensating a little bit that this general manager is just going to come in here and be like, all right, yeah. I'm not goodbye. saying he will be. I'm just saying yeah. that I wouldn't be surprised. It wouldn't surprise if, me if you move a Skinner. I think you move a Skinner or a Falk. You don't move both. Okay. You don't move both. I, I say I, you move both. Yeah. Like if because. Here's the thing. What I'm afraid of, and this kind of goes back to Bill Peters too, I'm afraid of the culture of losing. I'm buying into the fact that there's a culture of losing because that's all they've done. And Skinner's a part of it. Falk's a part of it. Bill Peters is a part of it. All they have done is lose. And quite honestly, if if nothing else, like I want to see them move on and go somewhere else just to for the sake of not being here. You know, like... Not necessarily do them a favor, because I think that with the right leadership in place, this team can be a playoff team next year. I mean, we saw Colorado turn it around very quickly, so it's not impossible. Yes. So, correct. I mean, yeah, I if I think they're a part of the problem as well. Like you said with Lindholm, I think Skinner and Williams fall. Or Williams, not Williams. Skinner and Falk fall in that category of. You know, what you were talking about with Lindholm. And I think Bill Peters does too. I, I wouldn't be opposed to seeing all three of them gone. Uh, Peters, Falk, Skinner. Oh, but not Elias Lindholm. Huh. Huh. You really got I a like soft Lindholm. spot for that guy, I, don't I you? I do. I do. Huh. Yeah, I don't know. I do. Yeah, I understand the, the culture of losing. And you mentioned Colorado. And this is another thing where the leadership and the numbers intersect. Wait, wait, wait. Because... Are you going to say that Patrick Wash should be the head coach? No, no, not at all. Oh, that would have been another hot take. There's been a lot of hot takes on this one. There has. There has. And you guys can let us know. To clarify, though, to clarify, though, I'm not saying that Skinner is going to get traded. I'm just saying I won't be surprised. Yeah, I I understand that. I understand that. But this is also another thing. And Kyle has talked about this when he when he thought that we should have traded for Dustin Brown. 
he said the give a crap measure to just show that there's some type of leadership or some somebody who cares and justin williams can't be the only guy who cares and (laughs) i think at this point of his career should at this point of his career should justin williams at 36 be leading a team no he shouldn't he should be riding the backs of a skinner he should be riding the backs of lindholm terabon and aho and just being that extra oomph to get him into the playoffs yeah that's it he shouldn't be the face and the heart of the franchise and so that's and like you said this is where leadership and numbers intersect because colorado is a team that right now their possession numbers are still terrible they're terrible but they've had one guy that super stepped up this year, and that was McKinnon. Oof. That was Nathan McKinnon. And he is like really just almost single-handedly brought them into a playoff. It's, a, it's amazing. Like watching him play is just it's amazing. Like he mm-hmm. if he doesn't win the heart, I don't know what hockey is all about anymore. Because he has been single-handedly leading that team. So good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and that that harkens to something um that I was thinking about earlier. Man. The Canes would have really benefited from just dedicating to the rebuild, like you said, just totally yeah. tanking, getting could a top three up, pick. Yep, yep. Could have ended up with an Austin Matthews. You could have ended up with Alexander Barkov, Nathan. Even, McKinnon. even I know that they talk sometimes about his his you know heart issues or whatever. But Jack Eichel, I mean, still would oh, have been. Oh yeah, I mean, he's a. You know, if you miss out on Connor McDavid, you still got Jack Eichel. I yeah. mean, you I mean, can't say that there's a center on this team that's better than. Jack Eichel. I wouldn't say Jordan Stahl's that. I wouldn't say Victor Rask. I think, well, Eichel's one of the very best players in the league. I think he's just, nobody thinks that way all the time because he plays in Buffalo and he's been injured a little bit too. So, he's really good. He would have been the consensus number one pick any other year. But, you know, McJesus. Yeah, McJesus. He is something else, isn't he? But, yeah. Um, But, thank you. For listening to the Canes Country podcast, this has been a longer episode, one yeah. of the longest ones we've had recently. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, we we got a few more, and then we'll be in our first full season of this podcast. That's pretty crazy. Wow. I don't. I don't. Yeah. We'll probably go on like a as needed basis over the summer. Mm-hmm. Uh. I mean, we we'll can talk playoffs. We can talk playoffs. We'll figure it out. We'll figure yeah. it out. But the only thing there that will you be should know is that there will not be Canes in the playoffs, which is just. Just is it sad. mathematically official? I don't think so. I'm pretty There's sure. Still a chance. I'm pretty sure if we even lose the next game, it's mathematically well. The the Chicago Blackhawks <laughs> are out of the playoffs, which That's also crazy. you might be happy about your Vegas prediction, but Kyle did say Chicago was not making the playoffs. Yeah. So hindsight give, being twenty twenty, that was a pretty <laughs> easy prediction. Now that we look back on it, that's not yeah. a good team at all. They Vegas. got a first round pick out of Ryan Hartman though, so good for you, Chicago. And yeah, they're going to be in a good position. They're going to be top, top seven, top seven. Yeah, Kane Tays, and you know they're going to make a bunch of moves in the offseason. Yeah, they're They're not not done. They're going to be moving people. (laughs) They're paying. They're paying twenty million to two players. They're not going to give up yet. Yeah, they're 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 going to be they're going to be shuffling the deck again. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, But yes, uh, thank you for listening to the Kane's Country podcast. You can follow us at Kane's Country on Twitter. You can like us on Facebook and at Kane's Country Pick on Instagram. Uh, I just want to give you guys, the listeners and, and, and readers of our site, a big shout-out. Our traffic is up tremendously this year, despite a 
pretty bad team on the ice yeah. once again. So thanks for reading. Um, I feel bad that you have to read all this stuff that, you know, to read another recap of losing or, or whatever. But yes, thank you for always checking out our stuff at canescountry.com. Um, you can follow Kyle at K underscore more in nine. You can follow Brett at at Brett Finger, B-R-E-T-T-F-I-N-G-E-R. Definitely go read all the stuff at Kane's Country and review us on review iTunes. Review us. We subscribe. need that one more review, yeah. please. I want to give away, <laughs> yeah, totally I want to give away that Jordan Stahl picture. So we're going to put it in the description of the podcast or something. Just one more review. It doesn't have to be five stars. You can just do whatever you need to. But just write a comment there. If we see a comment, um, and we will, we will give it away. I promise. I still have a photo. Come on, guys. We're right yeah, there. Yeah, it's the photo. All right. Thank you for listening once again. <laughs> and peace out. Bye.